What's going on, people? What's going on? We're back with another one. Yes, yes, yes. We have... We're meant to have two special guests, right? But one of them was on time. The other one's going to be coming shortly. So that's why we're starting without him. But our first guest, can you please introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Christina Okorocha. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of VAMP, which is a digital talent and entertainment PR agency um, Yeah, based out of London. Nice, 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 amazing. So, tell us the story. Where, like, where did it all start, and mm. like, what were you doing pre-vamp? Yeah, so with Vamp, uh, there's three of us, so we're co-founders. So there's Ruby, Rumby, and me. Um, we met at Coventry University oh, nice. in 2012. So it's actually 10 years until like our friendship. 10 years this year. Did you realize that? Nice. Um, and we were just friends. Rumby and Ruby studied the same degree. And media communications and culture. I studied, I studied business, and we kind of met through a friend. So one of my male friends was dating a girl in their team in their circle. So when I would like be with him, and it, my friends would go over and meet them a lot, and I just they became my friends like easily. Mm-hmm. As that's how I met Ruby. Then Ruby and Ruby were friends on the course, and then I don't know. We just met each other one day. I think Ruby actually. It's actually a mad story. So there was a time where I was at uni and I needed a job for second year. Yeah. And I knew that in order for me to get a job, I'd need to work before everybody came back. So after first year, year, instead of going back to London, I stayed in Coventry for the summer and I got a job in the summer and then had the job so I can have a job for it the whole year. So I basically sacrificed my summer. Yeah. So um, I didn't have anywhere to live. So Rumbi was like, come stay with me. Cause she was, she's like kind of from um, the West okay. Midlands, so she kind of took me in in her nice. little studio flat, and then that's how we became more oh, close. Yes. No, and then we all became like friends. And then um, there was a time I was interning, so I interned during my placement year at Google and Canon. And I think there was a day where I just messaged Ruby, and I was like, I think we need to start a business around serving the Black community, um, using influencers like digital means and stuff. And then from then on, we did uh, we went back to uni then. We went to work. It's such a long story. Like, went back to uni, oh, finished our degrees, then went to work, and then I just quit my job, and then we went in it full-time in 2017. Amazing. Yeah. So, before, have you always kind of been entrepreneur? Do you have the story of selling sweets in school? Oh, you, you know, know what? I don't. Yeah. I wish I did, though. <laughs> it's a lit story. I always think, why don't I ever get everyone's, to tell that story? Like, everyone's great, so it's good yeah. you got a different one. So, yeah. have you always been entrepreneur? You just kind of saw a problem that you knew you could solve? Or? Do you know, I've always been a busybody. That's mm. Like, I've always been a busybody. Like, I won an award in college for a busybody. <laughs> it wasn't busybody, but it came Basically. to the classes, and they were like, you need to write down all the things that you do, extracurricular activities. And I wrote them all down. My teacher was like, wow, here you go. You're going to get the gold star. So like, I want to win one award for just doing the most. But I think in school, I've always been someone who liked to participate in dance, um, singing, acting. Oh, I did like loads of things. Mm. And um, um, I used to watch The Apprentice all the time as well. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. loved it. And I think it just came in like that. So how long did it take from... From idea mm. to planning to execution, or like, did the idea just drop out of the sky, or is it something? Was it something that you were sitting on before you messaged? Was it? It was Ruby or Ruby? Uh, Ruby, Ruby. Ruby before yeah. you messaged Ruby, mm-hmm. like how? What was the? What was I it think like? do you know what it was. I think we saw a gap in the market mm. when I was at um, Canon and when I was at Google. I just felt like, obviously, Canon is a company that is a Japanese company, mm. and. Um, when I worked there, there was a lot of like kind of Japanese people there. So there was a lot of culture there, 100%, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of black culture, you know? And um, 
when I was at Google, Google's an amazing tech company. There's so many smart people who are really lovely, everything. But like, I think I was one of the, many, the few black women on the floor. Um, but then also, I think when they asked me to come up with ideas, I was given ideas that were related to my experience. Mm-hmm. And I felt, found it quite easy to do so. And I think I felt like we needed to start a company that yeah. essentially did it. There was a niche and mm. we found a niche. And I think a lot of people, when they're trying to start a business, they... Um, have the idea in the back of their head and they wait for the right time yeah. to pounce. But I think with us, it was, there was a massive niche yeah. and we literally took advantage of it. So, what kind of sets your business apart mm. from all the all, all the other businesses? Yeah. Or is it the fact that nothing sets you apart from other businesses? Is it the fact that you guys just started earlier on? Do you know, do you know what? Yeah, I think, yes, it's that. But not to toot our own horn. I wish Ruby was here because she's better at doing this than me. But when we came into the film and TV space mm. with what we offered as a business, mm. influencer-led strategy, mm. no one was doing it. Not mm. even the big companies, not even our competitors who were like the traditional companies, they weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. So we came into the space and we said, we're going to come and do screenings with just influencers mm-hmm. and we're going to... It's gonna. Everyone's gonna talk about it. Mm. So when we first did Girl Trip, yeah. we essentially invited about hundred women into a screening, just black influencers and um, celebrities, and we saw the results the next day. So I think they predicted eight fifty k box office that weekend, mm. and um, they got one point five mil. And that was just from a hundred black women being in a room, tweeting, and hella excited about their um, about the, the movie and stuff. So. Yeah, so when we did that, I think we started inviting influencers to premiere, started doing more screenings. Mm. And um, I think that changed a lot in the film and TV industry. And then also in black culture, there was more black talent being involved in these kind of big conversations. Mm. And then I think as we started to do it, a lot of brands started opening their eyes more to see that there are, you know... So is it only strictly black influencers you work with? Yeah, so we we work around black culture. Black culture. So it's black culture where it is black influencers. And And we're happy and we're proud and happy to say that. And I think a lot of people do say to us, in the future, do you see yourself being more mainstream? No. Mm. I think there's definitely a need for that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for example, like even looking at the work you've done with some of your talent, that like includes like Adiola Patron, like Miriam Musa. Nella Roy's as yeah. well, right? Mm-hmm. I just kind of seen their growth and the trajectory, like how they kind of, instead of going the mainstream, like Nella on Foot Asylum and stuff like that, it's like, you know how to build their brand the best compared mm-hmm. to others that might try and saturate it's it. because you live it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you grew exactly. up in it, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, um, I had another question. Oh, that's it. Um, so, what sort of... Oh, yeah. Okay, so the influence that you work with, is there a particular type of following that they have? Because, like, mm. you know, some person, one person could have 5K followers yeah. and they could consider themselves an influence. Another person could have 20K and they're an influencer. So is there, like, a, is there, like, how do you guys... I kind of decide who... Decide who you're going to work with. You know, initially yeah. in the beginning, Marin was our friend. So we managed her because she was our friend and mm. we wanted to support her. And then as we started... Um, I think Nella was our second influencer that we started. So Marion was your first? Yeah, Marion was our first. I think then they went to Nella, then they went to Esther, then they went to Elena, then Lisa, and then, you know. Mm. Um, So, but she was our friend. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily based on the fact that she had a following. Mm -hmm. But then, obviously with Nella, Nella wasn't where she is now. So we helped her grow. You grew together, yeah. Yeah, we grew grew together. And then everyone else we had, we helped them grow. And we don't necessarily think it's about following because... 
right now we have an influencer network. So we've got the five girls that we manage. Mm. No, we've got four and then we've got Victor. Um, and then we also have a network of influencers. I think we have about 60 to 90 influencers in that network that range from about, they can range from 10K to mm. whatever, like a million in that network. Yeah. But we don't necessarily manage them. But when we see opportunities for them, we bring it to them because brands, like, in my opinion, the ones that are not smart are the ones that look at numbers. Because mm. brands will be like, oh, she's got a million, so I'm going to yeah, yeah, yeah. But who are those million people that are watching her? Yeah, 20% fake pages. Yeah. The, the, the rest, who are they? Some of them live in Baghdad. Some of them live in Austria. They're not where you want to, that's mm-hmm. not what you want to target. So the smart brands are talking to the girls who have loyalty, engagement. Obviously, engagement is the biggest thing. Mm. And people that, you know, look to them for their opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about numbers. It's just about, do you have that following that look to you for your opinion um, and consume the things that you put out? Yeah, it's interesting. Amazing. So like, yeah. what is it, what does it take to start a business? Like, mm-hmm. are you, when you first started, was you working like, you know, 20 hours a day? Was you getting sleepless nights? Was you stressed? Do you get yeah. mouthfulses? You know oh, I mean? God forbid. I, because of me, me and Rumbi always say we don't like stress. Mm. That's something we soft don't like. life. Yeah, we want soft life. And I do not like stress. Just and that. Yeah, and it's, when we first started, it wasn't an easy ride at all. Mm. So we started in 2017. I quit my job, went to Vegas like a fool, spent all my money, and then came back and like, then Ruby quit a job, then Rumbi quit a job. Um, and then I had some family issues that kind of happened. So yeah. I had to go and fam. Like, no one kind of knows this, but I had to get a job at Leon. Yeah. So when I quit in 2017, we had fam. This is whilst we're doing girls' trip, whilst we're doing all that kind of stuff, I had to get myself a, retail, a job at Leon. So mm. I went to Leon for like two, three months because mm. some family stuff that I had to basically, I had to have money, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was hard, but at the end of the day, me, Ruby and Rumbi, we have such a great sisterhood mm. that it doesn't matter about, oh, you ain't done this. I've done more than you. Yeah. The purpose of VAMP is to elevate black yeah. creators and elevate black culture. Mm. So it's not about, you know, I'm putting in 100 hours, you're only putting in 10. Yeah. It's about we're all doing this together. And um, yeah, it is about though putting in the work though. Mm. I don't want anyone to ever think that... Um, a business is created and it's easy to just do it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put in the work, you have to mm-hmm. put in the time. It's not going to be easy. If you sit down and just listen to what people on Twitter say about, oh, make sure you just, you know, yeah. be calm and, you mm-hmm. know, don't overwork yourself and you need to sleep and all this stuff. And you do, but when you start a business, it's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, it's, it's not the same, but just like when you start a family as a woman, you have to stay up and take care of your baby. You have to mm. stay up and make sure your baby's all right. You wake up at different times of the night and all that kind of stuff. Not the same at all because raising a child is not the same as raising, mm. having a business, but mm-hmm. the same way you got to nurture your baby is the same way you got to nurture your business, which is like your baby. Yeah. You know? How was that decision to, to quit your job? What was that process like? When did you know it was the right time? Um, I think it was, um, I kind of knew because I was coming to work late and... I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. And I remember the person I was seeing at the time, um, when I s- saw him like recently, he was like, oh, I remember when you were like saying you wanted to leave your job and you weren't happy and blah, blah, blah. And for someone to come back and tell me, I remember that side of you, mm. showed you that I was mm-hmm. not in a good place yeah, when definitely. I knew I needed to. Yeah. You know what? That's a very good segue because mm. a question just popped up. How mm. was it like, obviously you don't have to go into too much detail, right? And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But how was it dating mm. when starting a business? Do you know what? Yeah, it was fun because you're broke. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, it's fun. Actually, it's not fun, but it's like, you have to be with someone who understands like the grind. Mm. 
And the person I was seeing at the time, he actually, do you know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. When I was quitting my job, I also like kind of quit him as well. Mm. Like I kind of like... Tunnel vision. Yeah, I kind of like <laughs> left him and we spoke about that after. But like I left my job and then I also was just not airing him, but just it wasn't the same, basically. Mm. So I kind of think that maybe me quitting my job and going into that full time, I was so tunnel vision that I didn't even want to date him. Yeah. So like did... You quitting your job, obviously you said you, you quit my man as well, right? Mm. Did you have to kind of distance yourself, distance yourself from certain friends as well? Or like not go out as much? Oh no, that was the, I was going out. I was oh, you're going out, okay. <laughs> Balance, Balance. 2017, 2018, I was outside. I was Balance. literally enjoying. But you know what I realised though? And something that I realised in terms of business, mm. a lot of deals get made mm. in, yeah. a, in a bar, in a club. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. On a night out, 100%. Because yeah. I think me being out, in 2017, 2018, networking, literally, even I got a story. So for Girls Trip, we really wanted Michaela Cole to come. Yeah. And um, actually, no, that's not even it. Like, if I think back at it. So at Girls Trip, obviously, we wanted all the amazing black women to be there. Yeah. How did you get Girls Trip yeah. as a client, firstly? Like, how did okay. you go about getting, like, the big like, screening companies? Yeah, so that's even a funny story as well, because... Ruby used to work at Universal, but okay. she, um, but it wasn't like that. So she worked at Universal, but she worked in the home entertainment section. Home mm-hmm. entertainment section is like DVDs. Oh, things yeah, get yeah, yeah. After they go in cinema. Yeah. So she had a certain job. Like she knew what to do. That was just her lane. When we started Vamp, um, we started to think, oh, how can we support in different areas? Because we didn't fit in anywhere when we started Vamp. Yeah. So when we heard Girl Trip was coming, Ruby was like, do you know what? When I worked at Universal and Straight Outta Compton came, they did not do nothing for the black community. Mm-hmm. didn't do mm-hmm. no black marketing, nothing. So she was like, what if we try and get involved in mm-hmm. Girl Trip? Yeah, yeah. She was like, I'm just going to call someone. And it's not even like she messaged her old manager. So like she did all that. She literally called someone at Universal looking at, she looked in a book or looked at contacts called someone at Universal and said, hi, my name's Ruby. I've got an agency and I want to see how we can work on Girls Trip. And the person was like, okay, um, I'm the person to talk to. Mm, and then wow. it, was, it was actually mad. Like, yeah. She's like, I'm the person to talk to. She was like, send me a deck. Here's my email. We sent the woman a deck. Saw the deck. Um, she called us. She was like, yeah, this is really good. Can you send us another one? And I was like to Ruby, no, let's go in and present to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was like, no, we can come in. Went in, presented to her. Asked her what they were doing for the whole film, what their PR strategy, all that kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, we're going on BBC. We were like, if you go on BBC, go on BBC One Extra and make sure you talk to, I think we said Ace at the time, or The Breakfast. And they were like, you know what? Can you consult us on PR strategy Mm. as well as do an allocation for the screening? Then they ended up giving us the whole screening. Mm. It was just like, and then after we did Girls Trip and it did really well, we literally called Disney. Oh, wow. And they brought us in. Go pick up that phone, Yeah, And no, honestly, for all the... Entrepreneurs, all the hustlers, everyone who's trying to start a business, even if it's a side hustle, phones, calling people is really the real, real mm. key to success. Yeah. And there's the emails, but call someone. If you go on the phone to them, what can they really say to mm-hmm. you? Yeah, you kind of <laughs> just call them, innit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. And then, yeah, from there, you kind of started building it and mm. picking your clientele as well. Mm. And um, going back to that story, yeah. so about going out and stuff and how that helps Mm -hmm. in business transactions and business in general. So I, we really wanted this certain um, publication or media company to work on Girls Trip and Mm -hmm. interview someone for Girls Trip. So I knew that they were having a party that night. 
So I was like, I'm going to go to that party and I'm going to talk to the guy. Yeah. Mm. And the thing is, I didn't even know what he looked like. I just knew I knew I wanted, I knew they were having a party. So yeah. I knew someone from there was going to be there. So I go to the party. I remember it was at the curtain. Go to the curtain. I take my sister with me. I'm with my sister and her friends. And it was all right. I was in that party. Then I see Michaela Cole. And I'm like, Do you know what? It'll be sick if she came. So mm. I went up to her. I was like, do you know a thing for girls trip? Like, I'd love for you to come down. And she was like, yeah, take my agent's number mm. and my, her email, emailed her agent. She came, but she came with a dog. <laughs> it was funny. She came with a dog because she was like, I'm babysitting my dog, mm. my friend's dog, and I couldn't get out of it. So I came to support you guys. Oh, and amazing. then um, what was crazy was Jada Pinkett loved Michaela Cole, and we mm. didn't know that. Mm. Took a picture of Michaela Cole, put it on Twitter, and it kind of blew up. Wow. And then, yeah, it was like amazing. a proper moment. Universal was so happy. It's good that you said that because I think, especially now, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people kind of would might see that as if they're begging. Yeah. And it's just like, listen, no. you gotta have the balls yeah. to to get what you want. Have you, know you always been that way, or did you kind of build the confidence to kind of approach people and shoot your shot? Do you know what? I think it was like when I was working um in my placement year, I used to do a lot of networking. Mm. And because I, you know, I'm such a busybody, so mm. I meet loads of people. Yeah. So that's just my thing. So I yeah. know how to talk to people. Mm. So I think I've always just been someone who doesn't, I'm not scared to go up to someone and talk to yeah. them. However, I would say the pandemic did kind of change me a bit. Mm. And I'm only trying, learning to get mm. back into that, being comfortable, talking to random people. Mm. It's mad yeah. they said that, because even, do you remember the discussion that we was having? How I was saying that when I was working on placement, I learned how to yeah, like yeah, yeah. read body language, communicate. Yeah. People. Where did you work on placement? Uh, so I worked at um, Enterprise. Okay. That's how I started. Yeah. Everyone's at Enterprise, but all my Enterprise yeah. people are lit though. But I only done it for six months. Because it was hard months. there. No, it was, uh, <laughs> no, it was tough. That, that will put hairs on your chest. No, no, no. Like, all my people mad. that worked at Enterprise, all of them are either doing lit things yeah. or are very dynamic in the companies that they yeah. work for because Enterprise ain't no joke. And then <laughs> after that, I moved to the Conduct Authority okay. and in financial services. Mm. And that is where like my networking skills mm. re- that's why I really reap benefits because mm. I went from doing the one week work experience to project managing a project mm. to then working in the director's office do you know what I mean and it's like the networking you do in a company exactly because when I was at Canon yeah. I had lunch with the vice president yeah. and he because I think he does this thing where if someone if new people come in he has lunch yeah, yeah. But when I started telling him about my journey he was an Italian man he was like to me do you know what why don't you and all the new interns create like a group of people and tell us how we can market to young people. Mm-hmm. So I went to go rally with the interns, made a little group and then we did like a presentation and we presented it to someone like Canon. What was so funny was we presented it, they were so gassed and they were like, hey, we need you to work on this. I said, sorry, I got my internship at Google now, so I gotta go. <laughs> mm. No, that's hard. But yeah, you need to network in the no, companies that you're in. 100%. 100%. And also kind of like bringing value as well. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like you, you've done the work and you have something to bring to these people that you're networking with. You're not yeah. just saying, oh, can you help us? Or can you... Exactly. You're saying this it's is value mutually... Exchange. Yeah, value yeah. exchange. Mm-hmm. So, i got a question, right? Because a lot of people do doubt themselves when they're starting a business or yeah. even when they're working. So how do you know you're providing value? Or how do you know you're incapable of providing value? That's a good question. I think, end of the day, you know people's needs. I think mm. when you yeah. go into meeting someone, you have to understand... And this is the art of negotiation as well. Like, if you want someone to buy into a product that you're selling to them, you need to understand their needs. Mm. That's the first thing. You can't sell products into people who don't even want, mm-hmm. want what you want. And you find yourself chasing your tail, trying to, you know, trying to get in touch with them. But if you need to know what they want, and if you, even if you think you know what they want, you're not going to know until you speak to them mm. and understand it. So I think, yeah, I think that's the answer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah. understanding what their pain points are mm-hmm. and being able to solve that 
is essentially exchanging value. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. in return, you get some value as well. But, so I'm also an entrepreneur. I've got an agency as well. But starting up, how was pricing for you? And how was pitching to these guys as well? How did you find that? So essentially, um, what we did was, we didn't really know what to charge. So mm-hmm. Universal was actually our, big, our first big client. We didn't know what to charge. But I think luckily, they told us about an agency they worked with in the past. They said, we paid them this, so can we pay you this? So it was easier like that. And obviously that rate isn't something that we charge now at all. Mm. But it was still good that yeah. we had that pricing thing. But what we also did as a company, and I'd say this, we're an agency, but people who have other businesses can take, um, they can take something learn, from this. Something from this. Mm-hmm. But what we did at Vamp was, when we get money in, we'll split it five ways. Yeah. So there's three co-founders, so me, Ruby and Ruby. So we'd get some of that split, but then we'll put one to costs and then we'll put one to savings as well. Mm-hmm. So costs and savings should always have their own pot. So if there's like two founders split into four, um, if, you, if you're not on payroll yet and you don't want to be taking dividends too tough, um, split it into like four pots. So one founder gets... It's an equal share, basically. But make sure you're putting something into savings and make make sure you're putting something into your costs. Okay. As an agency, we had really low costs. I know some people have big businesses where yeah. they're doing like merch and like clothing. When did you start, start paying yourself then? Um, I think that was in 2018. End of 2018. So, so after like, like your first big year. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah. But how did, you even, how did you even decide yeah. that you was like, you know what, I'm going to start paying myself or the we are going to start paying ourselves. And then how did you even figure out the amount to pay yourself? Yeah, it's it's nuts because um, everybody should know that when you are a entrepreneur, you can decide if, you know, I'm going to... Most entrepreneurs should be uh, self have a self-assessment, like self-employed. It should Mm. be down on self-employed because if you take dividends, you need to pay the government tax in it. So end of the day, you need to decide, am I going to take that 780, whatever they give you, and take dividend and not really be on... You're on payroll, but you're not necessarily contributing. Talk to your client, they'll explain it to you. Mm. But essentially, am I going to take a small, small salary and take dividend, or am I actually going to be on payroll? And as a founder, you need to think, am I trying to buy a house? Am I trying to get a car? Am I trying to make big life decisions? Because if you are, you need to make sure that you're on a significant amount for payroll. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you're on 40K or whatever. Mm. That just means you're on 23 21, 24, 25, so that obviously creditors can see yeah. that you can afford a house or yeah, a car or yeah. whatever. But if you are doing a year of grinding, you might want to take that 700 and something and let's just take dividends when you can. Yeah. It's hard. It's proper hard as a founder mm, to decide mm. how much you're going to pay yourself. Yeah, but you need to just think, what are my goals in life? Am I trying to buy a house soon? So do I need to be on payroll for the next three, four months or yeah. six months? Or am I okay to just be taking a little bit of salary and taking out dividends when I get them huge contracts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely agree. So in terms of your, so VAMP, mm-hmm. how do you kind of structure it? So mm-hmm. you have the PR consulting, you have the activations, mm-hmm. you have the influencers as well, the mm-hmm. management. What's kind of the, the business model and structure essentially? Yeah, so... Essentially, we have three co-founders. So, Rumbi is head of talent. Mm-hmm. So, he manages all the influences and the collaborations and the network. Ruby's head of PR. So, essentially, our PR focuses more on film and TV right now. So, she manages host who's going to be here soon. Mm. And she manages our film and TV team. And then I'm head of entertainment. So, I used to be head of strategy, but 
had a strategy such a broad term and I felt like people didn't know what to come to me for, mm. you know? And I think I was just directed, like, I called myself an in-house entrepreneur. So like, yeah, business development. Yeah, yeah, business development, yeah. essentially. That's what I did. But I changed my role to head of entertainment recently because I want to develop our entertainment arm. And we've done so many music. We've done over 70 music campaigns that a lot oh. of people don't really know about. Yeah, and no, I've seen, I've seen a couple. So, yeah, yeah, we've done, yeah. like, quite a lot of music campaigns and that makes us quite... That keeps us afloat. So... I've changed my name to head of entertainment and I want us to do more. So at Vamp, we have, we're a digital talent entertainment PR company. Yeah, those are our two sides of the nice, business. Yeah. Digital talent means all influencers. Like that could be in us casting, just like we did for the Amazon Prime Harlem thing. Or it could be us getting um, influencers collaborations. And then we've got the entertainment PR side, which could be the music and the film and TV side. So that's how we structure ourselves. Makes sense. Yeah. And what what business systems really work for you? Because you've been going for five years and there's three co-founders and yeah. now you're building, you've built a team as well. Yeah. So what business systems would you say really helps you guys very much stay? Do you know what? Yeah, we I can understand that we're crap at business mm. systems. And I think that's my next thing that I'm going to be mm. focusing on. So right now I'm focusing on our um, finances. I'm trying to get us in. Um, we did really well last year. But I want our books to be lit. Because you know, as founders, you know how it is, yeah? When you sit down and think about our, your business finance, you think, oh, shit, i got so much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you've got to pay that, you've got to mm-hmm. do corp tax, then you've got to do, obviously, you've got to do payroll, you've got to do all this stuff, you've got to do projections. I'm trying to get our books so lit that I understand if we work on a campaign, what is my exact ROI by putting two people on that campaign? Mm-hmm. So I want to be to the T. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how I want to build Vamp. So that's what I'm doing right now. And then once that's finished, I'm aiming to finish that in April. I want us to start with our systems. So we heavily use WhatsApp, which probably isn't the best, but we just like it. And our team, especially our Gen Z, they get so vexed. Like, why well, I hate WhatsApp? <laughs> um, so yeah, we heavily use WhatsApp and we heavily use um, Google Drive as well. Mm. But I'm trying to, I might put us on Salesforce or mm-hmm. some sort of system. There. Yeah, but even, so even like when I say systems, I mean just like, Automated processes or just oh. processes that you guys have built over time to keep you guys, for example, whether it's how do we find the next client to pitch to or oh. how do we, yeah. Yeah, that. okay, cool. So, number one, we have weekly meetings every Monday mm. in the team. So, we have to catch up on what everyone's doing. Yeah. Number two, in terms of pitching, we are constantly, when Huss comes, he will even explain because I feel like Ruby's side, the PR team, which is Huss, Yaz, and the Betchy. They're like militant yeah. team. Like the other day, they went to go buy like bear magazines. Yeah, and they were mm. in the magazines looking at um people in the magazines that we could pitch to, mm. and that's just like that's like like cold calling, mm-hmm. isn't it? But um yeah, so they do a lot of that kind of stuff, and they look at all the slates or the movie slates. We used to get invited to for those who don't know, like what movie? Sl- I don't know. What okay, cool. So, so in film and TV in that world, uh, all of the big studios do this big introduction a certain time of the year where they go through the slates, which is like all the movies that they're going to have throughout the year and the next year. So there was a time where Warner Brothers invited us to their slate presentation Mm -hmm. and they showed us when they were going to have Tenet, when they were going to have Batman, when they were going to have all this kind of stuff and they showed us all of the stuff and they you you have to sign an NDA. You Mm -hmm. can't tell no one that you... Mm -hmm what you saw, essentially. Um, but you, they send you the slate and then you pitch for the ones that you want. And we know the ones that we want to work on. Mm-hmm. So that's for the film and TV team. In the music team, it's hard because you know how it is in music. Mm. You guys don't know. You lot want to be so secretive and not tell people when you're going to put stuff out. So we can just get a call. Like Sometimes we'll get a call. Like recently we got a call about this um, YG J. Cole um, mm. song that came out. I think there's someone else on there that I'm forgetting. And they were like, we're releasing it. We want you guys to work on it. 
And that could, and they'll be like, oh, it's coming out on Saturday, by the way. Mm. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Let's get to work. Mm. So with music, it's quite hard because mm. you don't know what's coming out yeah, unless someone says like, there's an album coming out. Everything yeah. pushes that album. Yeah. But you just got to keep on the ball in our industry. And you got to have friends because mm-hmm. your friends will tell you, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm working on this massive festival. I haven't told anyone, but it's coming out soon. So if you want to pitch for it, let us mm. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, friends. Yeah. No, that's, 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 that's definitely very important. And how is it kind of, so you kind of touched on you have a good sisterhood. Mm-hmm. How, like, one thing I love that you said is like everyone kind of has their own strengths and you kind of all joined yeah. forces together. How is how is that kind of managing yeah. each other and expectations? Yeah. And... I think in the, it was funny because the other day in the office, um, one of our, uh, someone who works for us was like, you and Ruby always bicker all the time. And I'm like, yeah, because we've known each other for years. Mm. Like, literally, you know, you're like brother and sister. Like, yeah. sister, you literally bicker all the time, but it doesn't mean that we're arguing. Mm-hmm. It just means that we're disagreeing and we know we can disagree. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So like, um, yeah, we've just got an amazing like, relationship where we're very understanding to each other's situations. And I think a lot of people do wonder how we've managed to keep like a friendship and have a business. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because there's a lot of respect that we have yeah, for each other and understanding. Yeah. Rumbi has two children and a fiance. Oh, yeah. Her thing is different. She lives in Coventry. It's completely different to me, mm-hmm. who's a single girl who lives alone, you know, lives my life in London. It's a mm-hmm. completely different lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? So we have, you have to be understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. oh, a question for you. Mm-hmm. How did the... Um, how did the pandemic, or if even if it did, how, like, how did you guys kind of navigate through the pandemic? Mm. Because everything was locked down. We also, oh yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah and did I, you go no, I was going to say, we also had the whole Black Lives Matter protest yeah. as well. How, yeah. was, how was that for you? Because even, so for example, I'm not sure if I told you, but I was working at Converse and um, every company's scratching their head in terms of how to respond to it. But like, luckily, I pitched for them to do the Black History Month in February because mm. um, the US do theirs in February and they had no kind of idea what to do because they've never really done one. Mm. So like, how was that? Because like you said, for you, people, you said people wait for the right time, but also you just got started and I can imagine that kind of supercharging a lot of the work yeah. you're doing and people wanting Absolutely. to branch out to more diverse yeah. agencies. So, so initially, Drew, when the pandemic first started, it was funny because I was supposed to go to a ski trip. Yeah, that got cancelled. So that pissed me off. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then business-wise, a lot of the campaigns that we were working on got paused mm. and got stopped and companies did not know what they were doing. Yeah. Like, like it was mad because companies was mad. It was actually mad. who had campaigns Crazy. that were planning for years were like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, everybody stopped everything. Yeah. It was just crazy. Like, yeah. So what we did was, and this is when I knew it was a real company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was when yeah, it's so mad because like after what three years, that's not really. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. It, it was the way that we handled it. So yeah. what we did was, obviously, we had to work from home. We had a meeting, and we had meetings every day because mm. of the pandemic. We were like, instead of once a week catch up, it was now it was every day. So we'd have a meeting. I don't know at lunchtime every day, and we'd create a list of brands that were thrived in the pandemic. So we were listing cleaning brands, food brands, all those kind of stuff. Mm. And um, we hit everybody up. Yeah. And if I film on TV, um, our clients, we said to them, DVD stuff, like all that kind of, let's hit you up. What are you doing for that kind of stuff? So we just had to re-strategize the whole mm. business. And mm. that's how we were, we managed to survive. And we have, we grew a lot during the pandemic. And I think because we were out here pitching, working with black talent, trying to, you know, work in black culture and brands are looking at us like, okay. And then when obviously the George Floyd mm-hmm. murder happened and 
there was a lot of protests going around in terms of what black brands are doing for black people in general around the world. Brands started coming back to us like, you know what, we'd love for you to help us consult. End of the day, we could sit there and be like, oh, shame, like you yeah, should have yeah, done yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, End yeah. of the day, this is our job. It's an we're, opportunity. We're here to yeah. consult. We're here. Mm. It's an opportunity, like yeah. you said. And um, yeah, it definitely helped us a lot. Definitely. No, that's amazing. Sure. No, definitely, definitely, and even like just being being able to kind of build something for five years, mm. like I must commend you. Like that's definitely, mm. definitely incredible. So, what would you kind of say is next for for VAP? Yeah, so you know, obviously, five years this year, ten years of friendship as well. <laughs> um, we are trying to grow on a crazy mm. number. Like we did really well last year. Um, really, really well, and we're trying to double that mm, next mm. year. So if we're trying to double that, the work ethic needs to be harder. We've got, yeah. I think we've got eleven people on the team now. We're gonna have fourteen Amazing. by April, mm-hmm. and um, we're gonna move into a new office. We're based on Court Road, but we're gonna move like down the road so we can have more space. Um, and we're just gonna go in. Like now, I'm head of entertainment. I'm gonna go to LA as well. No, I think ends nice. of the month, nice. and I'm gonna go do some networking because we work on a lot of music campaigns. We worked on a Card- Cardi B stuff. We worked on Megan Thee Stallion. We worked on all that stuff. Yeah. But through the UK, and it could be mm. quite difficult because in America it's different. The music oh, it's industry. so different. Though. So I need to go over there, mm. and I need to make friends with people out there, so they know that, you know, instead of um, being confused about this market, they can come here. And, yeah, 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 you know, for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Of the right um, support. So throughout your journey, right? Mm. You know, you went college, school, mm. uni, you've worked, you've worked part-time. Up until this point, what would you say you have learned mm. about about yourself, about how you are how you interact with people, how you manage people, how you yeah. lead? Like what would you say? And you've also learned? building a business as well. That's such a deep question. Um what have I learned? I've learned to nurture relationships because mm-hmm. I can say a lot of my friends I went to uni with, went to school with, are in business right now. Yeah. So, for example, one of my boys manages a big um, um, group in the UK. Yeah. Went to uni with him. Um, my a lot of my friends who were building businesses at the time we started Vamp as well. Businesses are doing amazing right now. Yeah. We do stuff with them. So, nurture relationships, and even at Vamp, someone who works at Disney. Um, Moved to Warner Brothers, and that's how we got the Warner Brothers mm. contract because they told Warner Brothers about us. Yeah. So it's about I think it's about nurture relationships. Yeah, don't ever so think that you're better than people. Don't ever think you're not gonna give. You don't ever not give people the time of day because yeah. you don't know where they're gonna be. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I understand that it's about energy and it. it's about if that person's a nice person, if you enjoy that person's company. Like you can't just allow random people into your life, but you know, just don't be rude to people. No, for sure. Nurture people. That's just how. For sure. It should be. So. <laughs> mate, he said, mate, if you was in school, bro, I'd put you on report. <laughs> like this is horrible, bro. I'm actually the the earliest in the in the in. Not according to that video. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no according to that TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> you should make it then. But yeah, just obviously for our listeners, can you just introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name's Hassan Ojnade, or just call me Hus. Um, I work with Tina um, as a senior. Publicist at Vamp, and I'm, and I'm also the co-founder of 14 HQ. Nice, nice, nice. So, so you was obviously kind of explaining um, a pivotal role that that Hus does, right? So, can you just kind of just briefly, actually, no, just, just explain kind of what you do at Vamp? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's start. Let's start with that. Um, me and my 
amazing team. Uh, <laughs> we uh, work with like black journalists, uh, black markets, um, like in order to help um, market films. Mm-hmm. You know, well, TV films, theater, books, everything now. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, that's we, what I was saying. I think we expanding now. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, we try and introduce studios into the black market, and if not introduce them, we try and give them an expert take into which. Um, communities to hit mm. do you know what I mean uh, what studios usually do is that um, they they either see the black community as like one dimensional mm-hmm. or, or they don't see that they exist at all mm. you know what I mean so like if they don't exist then we introduce them to like the whole market and if they use them as like a, a, like a one way thing then what we do is that we show them that there's different you know there's black talents there's black journalists there's black writers there's black is there's a whole you know uh, uh, world to it yeah um and then yeah, and we we try our best to to introduce whatever project they give us into. But like the, so, the world. to to do something like that though, like yeah. what what does it what does it take? Um, I'm sure teens or like already touched on this, but it takes a lot of like convincing. That's step one. Yeah, yeah which is, um, I feel like as a black owned agency, I feel like that that's probably like diverse agencies are the only agencies will, that will have to pitch as much as we do. Mm. You know, there's there's a bunch of agencies, okay, that they'll just get signed based on rep. Mm. You know, like we have one of the bit like top rep, but we start to pitch. Mm. You know, so that's like step one. But then like step two into introducing it once we do get it, um, it's about bespoke campaigns. You mm-hmm. know, not every campaign needs the same people, mm-hmm. not everything needs the same type of event. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So like um we've had a variety of like of events now from parties to screenings to you know what I'm saying? So like we we to um brunches and hotel stays and yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, experiences. So we try and obviously work with the other uh department as much as much as possible. Which is the, the talent. Yes, yep, yep, which yep. is the talent team, and they're incredible. So, um, we try and work with them to obviously maximize our reach. Yeah. So, you're pitching, right? Yeah. How do you, like how do you pitch? Because I I imagine you have to conduct yourself a certain way. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to stand a certain way. You have Correct. to command your voice a certain way as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Well, to be honest, yeah. Obviously, you know, pandemic and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't done a standing pitch yet. You know, so like. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was like Tina and Ruby going inside Disney and stuff and yeah, just like, doing yeah. their pictures. You started working with us like this time last year. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, for me, it's Zoom pictures. But that's and I think that's what makes it even harder because yeah. you don't you you don't have that physical or you're you're unable to build that physical connection, mm. right? Mm. So how do you like how do you overcome that challenge? How do you build how do you build that relationship so the person on the other end say mm. you know what. I like that guy. Mm. But the thing is, like, I always say to, to because um, obviously I'm, you know, the only guy in the office. Yeah. Okay? And weirdly enough, a lot of the people that we work with in different studios are 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 women, you know, which mm-hmm. is, which is in, like, I think incredible. But the girls always say that um, they take it to me easier because because I, I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, like, so... I think it's because they're so used to seeing so many women <laughs> in, the, in the industry, in, like, mm. in the film and TV industry. It's very... It's very mm. Women heavy, yeah, know? especially in PR. Yeah, in PR, yeah. in PR, it's very women heavy. Yeah, and I think when they work with a guy, it's just different, you know. Yeah, mm. like uh, the <laughs> other day, like I'm not gonna say which studio, but um, we finished campaign, and they sent me like a like a, 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 a smiley face. 
on uh, email. Yeah. And the whole team was like, oh my days, she sent you a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because no, like, no. <laughs> it's like, everyone else, she's pretty much like, yeah, no, no, no. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I always hate them, but she's fine with me. Like, yeah. So like, when it comes to like, pitching and stuff, to be fair, I think that's where I thrive. Yeah. You know, so, but like, how, like, how though? What, what is it about mm. you that makes you thrive? That's what, what, that's what I want to understand. As well, I think of us like I'm the ideas man. Yeah, he comes up with a lot of good ideas. Yeah, because you know, his background is in music. Yeah, you know? mm. and I think music is very creative. Yeah, compared to film and TV. Like, yeah, facts. Especially like the the industry. So I think he comes with ideas and with the knowledge as mm. well because they ask a lot of questions. Because then they were trying to convince them to do a party. In freaking Shoreditch or something, mm, like mm. they're like, why do you? Why should why? we do that? Yeah, you know, and we have to sit there and convince them. And I think this has got good negotiation. Because obviously, because I, I know you from before, right? Yeah. Facts. So from from my perspective, I think it's your your charisma, your yeah. energy. Oh, you, you, I'm saying man. it's like I think it's infectious. It's like mm. you walk away saying, right, you know what? There's something about that guy that I like. <laughs> I want to I want to speak to him again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So that's so that's why I asked you the question. See, you need to come into the office way more. You know, because uh, the girls, they, they just bullying me, bro. And and if you come in and say all this... Now, but like, no, um, I always say, yeah, uh, if I'm like looking for a job or, or, or whatever, like I'm not, I'm not blind. Like I know like my best trait and I, I always say, get me in the room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, get me in the room sure. and I'm calm. Emails, all that. Do you know what I mean? But get me in the... In that room, mm. and I'll pan. And that's even a thing to share with people who are entrepreneurs, and you're you're out here pitching. Like sometimes you're not the best person on emails. Yeah, yeah. you might be cold on WhatsApp, or people might take you. But when you're in the room, your charisma, your knowledge, which is very important, people don't understand how important knowledge is. You mm. might not have the best charisma, but if they ask you a question, you know how to answer it. That's important, mm. you know. That's why I encourage more people to be out here networking yeah, and meet people like, face to face. It, it, it sounds obviously mad simple, yeah, but I think the biggest thing here yeah, is 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 preparation. Mm. Okay, like you don't want to be in a stage where they ask you a question halfway through it, and you step up and go, uh, ah, yeah. do you know what I mean? I, I think one thing that Ruby taught me coming from music is that um, everything needs a reason. Every yeah. every single side has to have four or five different uh, reasons as to why we're doing it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And especially that for them, if we say, "Hey, you know, we're doing a party in sh- whatever shortage house," right? Yeah. And then they go, "Okay, that's that's super nice, but why can't we just go to a different agency and do the same thing there?" Yeah, yeah. and that's right? what you have to realize as well. With this that's industry. the difference. Yeah. yeah. So it's about how we try to be like, no, because you know, this space is 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 cool for. X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. do you know what I mean? So mm. um, there's reasons for absolutely everything. And even before we pitch, like when I do the pitch, I send it to Ruby, she will literally be like, like she won't even read it, bruv, if if I don't have at least like three, four points for each thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we have to be so hulked up. And then we go, and then as soon as you're prepped, okay, I swear on the conference, just, it, like, yeah. it flows through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got two questions. When you're, when you're pitching, is there like, all... Yeah, this question kind of has like a, a couple of um, like prongs to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're pitching, do you get nervous? If so, how do you navigate those nerves? How do you calm yourself down, or do you kind of just grab the horn by the bull, grab grab the bull by the, the horn, sorry, <laughs> and just say, you know what, I'm nervous, but we're gonna just persevere anyway. Um, I think um, that's that's a really, that's a that's a sick question. I think when I get nervous here, yeah, like luckily, I, I think I've only pitched by myself so far. 
once in in regards to vamp. Obviously, I was doing it a lot for Fourteen HQ, just me, right? So, yeah. um, I think like when you're nervous in the moment, it's about saying less, right? But it's about controlling what you say. So, mm. um, instead of you know going ham with like you know over explaining, you're you're choosing what to say in what moment. Yeah. And what someone taught me is a is a is um a journalist uh, um like like tactic if you forget your lines or whatever okay um say the best thing you can say and then pause if you pause naturally humans don't want to keep the space quiet right mm-hmm. so whoever mm-hmm. you um, you're um, you're pitching to is gonna ask you a question the pa- right. do you know what i mean bro the power of the pause yeah is, it's, it's a key t- it's a very important yeah, tactic but you know what though that's interesting because that's always saved me but i didn't realize that it was the pause it's it the is, pause it is so important yeah. It's so important. <laughs> I remember, right? I was on um, so I was on this meeting with a lot of senior people. Yeah, yeah. and um, my 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 team lead he asked a question, and but usually on other meetings, like he will ask a question, there'll be a bit of silence, and he'll just carry on talking. Yeah, yeah. He, he paused, bro. There was silence, <laughs> and then I just noticed that silence start to get filled. Oh, we can do this. We can do this. Oh, exactly. what about this? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 so key. It yeah. is so key. Nah, it's, it's um, yeah. But yeah, that's a sick question, bro. And um, was you gonna ask him? Yeah, no, well, but. To be fair, I just kind of want to hear more about your whole experience, like how you go into PR, um, like even the stuff you've done in music as well, because like mm. you said, it is, PR is heavily, like, it seems women-led, so. Yeah. They're controlled by men, though. So. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, oh, talk close to your mic as well. But yeah, like, I think, um, I kind of fell into it. Mm. Let me tell you what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, uh, I think I kind of fell into it because I, I was doing some press at, uh, the auto arena and it's really different there because um, you're prepping for stuff that are two three years ahead <laughs> do you mm, know what I mean mm. so there's no rushing like pitching and uh, and that kind of stuff and then when I left my role there at AEG um, I, I went to an agency called WMA and they took me in as a publicist uh, for music but all of, the, all of their clients it was like Harry Styles and you know, Sigala and all, all those you know um, kind of people so when I came in um, I, I had a few contacts and then I started taking care of like Talani, uh, Alcune Gold, um, Yemi, mm-hmm. Emi, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, that's the name. So, like, obviously, what <laughs> obviously they took my um, experience and I think like general knowledge mm-hmm. of African music, right? I've been trying to hit that market. Yeah. So, when I got into it, um, I think I said this to Tina one time, it was like, I found that it was the it was the easiest job, but it was the most persistent job. Like it's just about repetition. Mm. You know what I mean? But I learned so much there. Like I I, I learned bare there. Um, I can't say a bad word about the team, mm. but music PR made me realize how boring PR was. And it sounds mad controversial. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, but I don't think it's controversial at all. It's it's it just it's so repetitive and everything like. I love my job now because my title is senior uh, publicist, but boy, for sure, I don't just do that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I market, like I do creative content, I direct, I I, I think I produce, mm. I do event management, um, I manage staff. I've 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 got sick mentors to mm. look at. Um, my side company is helping out with my yeah. work. Yeah. Like I can't ask for like like. Anything more? I'm mm. mad creative, but at the same time, yeah, I'm efficient in like what we actually do. Mm. You know, so mm. um, that's why. And I've always wanted to go in, into film. 
Mm. And if, if I'm to stay in music, it has to be creatively, not through PR. I mm. can't do uh, music PR like yeah, ever, yeah. ever again. Hey. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned your your, your side hustle, or, yeah, um, fourteen HQ, yeah. Just just tell us a bit bit about that as well. Uh, fourteen HQ, uh, full service publication, and we're also a creative um, creative production agency. Um, I was actually helped out by Tino because we were doing the publication stuff and then we were doing the agency stuff, but we never announced the agency stuff. It was kind of like because we have a talent, because like uh, me and my and my my business partner Bobby, shout out Bobby, shout out to Bobby, shout out to Bobby. Um, he's so talented and stuff. Yeah, so like um, I write all the scripts and when the blueprints and stuff work for you know we we shoot like BTSs and like music videos and uh, short films. You know, it's, it, so we kind of took that and Tina was working close with Ball um, of Comedy, mm. and she mentioned how like there's a real space for like black production led companies, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. And because we're doing this stuff and because we're getting like, you know, sort of like, you know, a, 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 thing, a name for us now, then why don't we take it seriously? Do you know yeah. what I mean? So we, we, we built a team and from August till December, we turned over the most peas that we've ever turned over in four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Come on. Come on. I got a question actually. And I want, I want you to answer from the van perspective. You to answer from the 14 HQ know, perspective, yeah, right? So working within the black space, right? Sometimes um, when we when we meet a fellow black brother or sister, right? We initially have that connection. So sometimes professionalism is is out the window. <laughs> so have you guys ever experienced that? If so, how do you how do you navigate and work around that? Do you know what? Yeah, that question is like um, heavy <laughs> because I feel like. What is professionalism? Is it around white culture? No, I'm just talking about you. Because because just... no, I'm not, I'm Go just on. saying. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I have to think about it because if I meet a fellow black person and they're not acting professional, I don't know what that is. I think it's more about like respectful, respectful. Like yeah, it's more maybe that's what is that's what it should. But be you come like. with Tina. I've seen her go into rooms. She comes so correctly that if you come to her yeah. in a different attitude. She won't receive it well. Yeah, you mm. set the tone how you want yeah, to be treated. Yeah, and then she'll turn and then look at the other or me and say, "Yo, can you?" Do <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? It's like yeah. we have to respect each other. Yeah, because like, I think people's professionalisms are different. I've yeah. met um, certain black people who uh, come to me in like a suit and they think that. Because they go Mayfair all the time and all that. Mm. Like, oh, well, they're the I, most professional. I know you're at it as well. That's the worst. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying. Well, not even just Mayfair. Like, they go and do certain things that, mm. you know, or they're from a, accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Like, they're make this, somehow... Make this episode viral and say my name. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, for, no. for me, professionalism yeah, is just you maintain a certain level of respect yeah. You don't you don't overstep boundaries. Yeah, you yeah. conduct yourself appropriately and use appropriate language. So for example, if you're stepping into a, a to, to pitch someone, right? Mm. You're not gonna say, yo, like, well, go on, you saying you're good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Until you've broken down and you've established that relationship. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's what professionalism for me fair, is. Fair. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not speaking the Queen's English. Also, I think, but in the industry you're in, 
It's quite hard. It's, yeah, it's like like you said, it's people's. Like you could go out with them and you could come up with a sick idea together. Yeah. Mm. It's and knowing all, how to work with them. I mm, mm, mm. And also, we're black culture and we're every facet of black culture. Yeah. Sometimes we meet people that come up to us and say, Well, go on, what's up? It's like, but end of the day, that could be that could help us yeah. in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Like that could be what if it's top boy, if you're marketing top boy, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. wanna be where that culture yeah, is, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. However, yeah. I think there's a way of conducting business. Yeah. I think that should be the, where the professionalism yeah. enters. For sure. I think certain things like you got to wait 30 days for your invoice to be yeah. paid. That's the thing that I like. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff, that's the professionalism <laughs> I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll come to me. Tina is the money girl. That's why. But I don't know. I think for me, like, especially with like, 14 is huge. I think me and Bob, like our biggest thing was like our, our chemistry mm-hmm. and showing that to other people mm-hmm. and then showing that we can blend it into your camp or like mm-hmm. your team, mm-hmm. you know, and making you feel like like we've always been here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, like in order to do so, you kind of have to touch on a little bit of unprofessionalism, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, per se. I agree. Now, You're- if we're working with... Uh, Brand clients and stuff and stuff like that. Usually, it's not black people, is it? You know what mm. I mean? So, usually, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's different tones, really. Mm. Yeah, I think you're you're in the people's business. Yeah. So you're dealing and yeah, interacting with people. Exactly. So you need to know how to read the room. Like you mm. said, nurture relationships and deal with people accordingly. To be mm. fair, so mm. yeah, definitely. Agree. I, I, so I just want to say, like, I've always believed in being yourself, though. Mm. Like, yes. when it comes when it comes yes. to vamp and when we're walking into certain rooms, three black girls who um, just came out of uni, yeah. who literally are still learning about their, ourselves yeah. and our culture, our, you know, business and stuff. We could have walked in there and they could have thought, well, and we've had moments, we've had experiences where people yeah. tried it and we could have said something, but we didn't. Mm. And that's the professionalism. To me, professionalism is learn how to handle yourself in the moments. Yeah, no, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. about, mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, character. But... Um, yeah, I think it's just all about being yourself and just taking, just doing things the right way and being respectful yeah. to people. No, you, you you made a good point being yourself and even me, so I, I work in corporate, I work in finance and even me, like my mentor, he has kind of taught me how to kind of navigate that space of being yourself. Is and he a black professional, yeah, black, mm. Very oh, successful, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Do you wear your but, hoop earrings? Yeah, I don't wear my, I don't, I don't wear, I don't wear my hoop earrings, but, when I went to um, we had like a Electric, like some something like a Christmas party, right? Yeah, yeah. I yourself. put my earrings, bro. I put my earrings in. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's me. Feel me. Some of my colleagues follow me on gram, like they see what I post. That's me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide that. I love and I love feel that. Me? I feel like all the people that work in corporate and have a side hustle that's business or whatever. Even if you just work in corporate or professional, you gotta be yourself when yeah. you're not in the. You know, I used to work at Can. Canon, yeah, such a strict Japanese company. Like, yeah. proper strict. Like, even, you know how Japanese culture is? Yeah. The older you are, the more senior. Even if you're lit and you're 25, you can never be higher yeah, than someone yeah, yeah. older than you. Right. Yeah. It's mad. Mm. Like, it's actually nuts. But nuts imagine being thing. somewhere where it's so strict. Like, mm. I've seen that side of things and I still think it's so important not to lose yourself when you're in those companies. Yeah, sure. I agree. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen Lex be himself. <laughs> <laughs> stop that man Stop that But Before we wrap We have um, We have something um, Called the word of, Word or phrase of the week Alright um, Actually so, sorry sorry. Before we wrap um, What is your advice For anyone trying oh, to get into yeah, PR yeah, My bad What Yeah. What are your key tips You'll give to them 
Um, I think the first thing I said, and this is what I said in my in my interview, is patience. Mm. It's like um, you PR is a results business, okay, mm. but at the same time, okay, it's about being patient. It, um, you, I'd say. Nurture as many relationships as you can before you get into PR. Mm. That's that's one of the biggest things. Uh, because once you get into it, it's harder to pitch yourself within the bubble before you get in there. It's just, so it's it's a that's super difficult. And I feel like um the last thing is uh take advice. Don't mm. don't ever feel like you're, you know, there's always in PR especially, nothing is the same. No yeah. campaigns the same. Yeah. No contacts the same. You got print. You got online. You got digital. You got film. You got TV. You got music. You got tech. You got, like the whole shebang. Yeah. So no PR is the same. So take advice from wherever you can get. Yeah. Like I think in our team now, in our like three uh, seniors, um, Ruby's got like a lot of experience in big studio PR, mm-hmm. and then uh, Yasmin has a lot of experience with like with like um, trade. And and so. and commercial uh, publications, and I've got like a lot of experience with like with like a, a culture, culture yeah. yeah, like publications and stuff. So it's about utilizing each other's contacts, and we're currently like training each other mm-hmm. in the spaces that nice. we that we are, you know, a bit. You know, like that. But yeah. And Christina, what would you say like your top business advice <coughs> would yeah. be? Because you've given a lot Oof. of really great ones, but. Mm. Um, I'd say know your um, strengths and know your weaknesses. Mm. So I think when I first started um, RAM and I first started things, I read this book called Weaknesses and Strengths. Okay. And what it basically told me was, yeah, if you've got a weakness, don't try to be better at it. Mm-hmm. Just hire someone to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that, wow. <laughs> and I was thinking, nah, like when you've got a weakness, you need to learn how to be better at it, all that kind of stuff. But no, like if you've got a weakness, hire someone. He's like, no, I'm not great at my calendar. I'm the queen of, oh, i got a meeting. And it's like two minutes after. <laughs> like, I'm the queen of that, like literally. Yeah. So, but mm. now we're getting an assistant to manage all of our calendars um, and stuff. And... <laughs> yeah. no, but we know that, that it's, a, it's a weakness of mine, you know And I think everybody should know their weaknesses I think it's more important to know your weaknesses mm. Because then, you know, you can find a way to support yourself yeah. um, And be better um, Another business advice I'd give is yeah, Nurturing relationships And actually, what I would say This might help certain people who have a side hustle Is nurture your side hustle And look at the results before you go into it full time And also, mm-hmm. I don't think there's an issue Of having a full time hustle and a side hustle Yo, that is... I have to shut you up Yeah, yeah Okay, Because I've I've worked in a lot of corporate Startups, whatever, alright Every single one of them, in my contract It says, you cannot do 14 years mm. Every time, obviously I still do I don't care about the man, you know what I'm saying mm. But, okay, in, <laughs> like it says that You cannot do it Yeah, 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 yeah. the first company when I came to it, yeah in the interview, they were like, so what's this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, t- I was, oh my God, sick. So, so we can, she was, they were, in the interview, they were already thinking about how they can use me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? In different avenues. Yeah. Right? In the team now, there's 11 of us now, okay? I think half of us have like a side business. Yeah. Hard. You know what I mean? Hard, yeah, and, yeah. and Vamp either used that business 
or they give them time to go do that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, that's, that's so, crazy. like, obviously, bro, Lex knows, bro. Like, we we were like fucking jetting off to, to Greece and stuff, and <laughs> these man were letting yeah, me go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, that's, so, that's company culture, and that's super, yeah. super key. I love that. That's really... Yeah, nah, so big shout out to them, man. Yeah, yeah I think it's just important to just have that because when I was at my companies, my manager, he let me have that. He let yeah. me go to meetings. He let me do certain things. Yeah. And obviously I ended up leaving, but me and him are still close to this day. Yeah. And all my other managers at Google, at my other places, I still have a great relationship with them because they knew about VAMP mm. and where it is now. And yeah. I just think you need to just, your life can't all like always just be about your full-time role. Like yeah. you literally have to have a life outside of it. Agreed. Even if it's you have a family, you have a side hustle, or you do something else, but... Agreed. For sure. Agreed. Build yourself outside of your free time. No, nah, very great, great, great tips. And thank you guys for, for coming on and sharing all yeah, your even, knowledge. Even though you was, you was late. It's yeah. Okay. It's yeah, okay, buddy. But like Lex said, um, <laughs> we, we end the week with a word of the week. And we end the episode with a word of the week for mm. the coming week because we release on Mondays. Mm. So both of you, do you have a word or phrase for the week for our listeners? Wow. Surely it has to be perseverance. Yeah, perseverance beats success. Perseverance beats success. You heard that there, people. And our listeners can find you on socials. Uh, Yeah, so Vamp UK. Follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok if you want more funny content. Nah, you definitely. I, I, I <laughs> definitely got apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then also yeah. So Christina, okay on Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, um, personal puss underscore i underscore am. Uh, Sorry, I was from back in the day, innit? Um, <laughs> that's on all socials. And then um, at 14 HG uh, Projects for the gang, for the team, and obviously at Bank UK. Amazing. There you have it, guys. There Thank you, you guys, guys once again for coming on. Thanks for having Thank us, you very much. And always remember to focus on things that move, move the, the needle. needle. Bow. Bow.